Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up. Never shut up. Never Good morning, everyone. Today is Wednesday, January 10th of 2024. I'm your host, Rose Cress, and today we pulled Me and a Gun. I want to give you all a content warning here. We're going to be talking about SA. If you feel like you're not in a place to listen to that while not uh, details. It's more about the connection and reaching out. But if you're not in a place where you feel like you can handle that, f- feel free to listen to something else. You can go back to yesterday's or you can just turn on some of your favorite music. If you're in a place where you are feeling hopeless and you need some help, uh, make sure that you reach out. There's a lot of places you can reach out. I'm going to recommend rain.org to you, R-A-I-N-N.org. They have a hotline, 1-800-656-HOPE, H-O-P-E. It's 24-7. It's an essay hotline. It's free. It's confidential. If you don't want to talk, you can go to their website and you can chat, or you can download their mobile app from your, um, the Google Play Store, the Apple Store, wherever you get your apps. Make sure that you're taking care of yourself. So, on with the show. We're talking today about me and a gun. This is what was drawn for us in some wisdom and what's the energy to be gleaned from this song. So for those of you that don't know me and a gun, me and a gun is, uh, as Tori tells the story about it, that she went to see Thelma and Louise and as she was watching it, all these memories came back of her own SA, um, a big one. And I want to read to you something that she said. I wrote that song after I saw the movie Thelma and Louise, which brought back an experience I hadn't talked about for five years. But as I was writing the song, other voices rose, other voices that had opinions on what had happened. It was then I realized that the biggest mistake I made was not seeking help from people who understood. But then nobody was there for me on the night it happened. She had to call the East Coast. She called. I'm skipping ahead. How does a woman reconnect with her own body after essay and not associate sex with violence? That's the core of the problem. So this song, she's sharing a a stylized version. I mean, there's a lot of personal stuff. She talks about a gun in the song and she says, you know, personally for her, it wasn't a gun. It was a knife driving around and and not knowing, not knowing, that sense of not knowing, having all of your sense of agency taken away. You're being carried away by what something somebody else is doing to you and how somebody else is taking advantage of you. And in, in her case, in the song's case, it's not about a, a beloved family member. If some of us experience that a family member taking violation but instead this is somebody that she has, you know, some passing knowing of. But this sense of taking away all agency, all choice, and knowing that at any moment this person is going to do something awful, and the ways in which we lock that away. But there's this glimmer of hope in this song. She says, I haven't seen Barbados, so I must get out of this. I haven't seen Barbados, so I must get out of this. 
yeah, I wore a slinky red thing. That doesn't mean I should spread for you, your friends, your father, Mr. N. She knows what that means. So this sense of where we're taken advantage of by, you know, we want to wear something. That slinky red thing makes us feel good or whatever it is we're wearing. It doesn't matter the clothes that we're wearing. And I love this world that we're moving into where there's just this big shift where it doesn't matter what you're wearing. I mean, yeah, there are people hanging on to the old world, the way things were, but more and more I'm seeing this world where people are wearing what they want to wear. The comments that especially younger generation and those that are uh, picking up and following those leads, the comments are, I love that color, or you look so happy, or you're beaming today, not, oh, that doesn't look good on you. And, And I catch myself saying those things where we're taking and I catch myself not saying, or, or those moments of like, oh, she's wearing that, or he's wearing that, or they're wearing that. Like, where is that coming from? That's old world thought, where we punish ourselves, we punish others. We feel that we have the right to talk about somebody, to talk to somebody purely based on what they're wearing. We have the right to do what we want to somebody because we've interpreted that piece of clothing, that piece of makeup as an option, as an invitation, as a directive that we need to do something. And we don't. Mind your business, right? So me and a gun is an invitation to start awakening and really begin to look at some of the things that have happened to us. It's an invitation to connect with community and that more than anything, an invitation to connect with community. And we, we are injured, we are damaged, we are traumatized in isolation. A lot of that times it happens one-on-one. I mean, it can happen more than one-on-one, but it happens one-on-one. But the healing comes from community. So we look at the ways, I mean, you know the ways that you've been traumatized or that maybe essay has happened for you. And I I really want to, you know, there's that statistic, one in five women have been essayed. Uh, I want to change that statistic to one in five women have reported being essayed because I think, I mean, I can only speak to my experience as a cis woman that I mean, how many times has there been some sort of essay in my life? The um, neighbor right across the street from school who always sat there and waved at us and he waved me over and like I went over to, you know, like, what's he waving me over for? He's his neighbor. I see he's the father of, you know, one of the guys at school who, who helps out with recess and he waved Nino. (laughs) He was Nino's dad. And he waved me over and was like, come here, come here. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I know his son. He's trustworthy, right? I went over and, uh, you know, he like kissed me, licked me. And I was like, this is disgusting. I never walked by that house again. I was in third grade. I never told anybody about it because I was so embarrassed and ashamed because he was an adult and I knew his adult son. And I was like, well, he's got to be trustworthy. And in that instance, 
I mean, I don't feel ashamed. It wasn't my fault, right? But in that instant, there was this isolation. And I didn't didn't tell anybody about it. I don't actually know that I've told that story. I mean, I've not told it publicly in this forum before. That's for darn sure. (laughs) But uh, I, you know, I didn't go home and tell my parents. I was so embarrassed of what happened to me. So I just locked it away. I didn't share it. And I separated myself from my community, from the people that could help me heal from that. So it's stepping into community. It's telling our stories. It's finding the people that we feel safe with to tell our stories, to find our voices and to speak up. And that's why she put the song out into the world. There is a time where we listen, but there's a time where we share, a time where we step into community. This is why yoga classes are important because yoga classes are community. The term in yoga is called Sangha, S-A-N-G-H-A, and Sangha is the coming together. The people, it's uh, sometimes defined as right association, says like-minded people. So a yoga class, especially a yoga class you go to regularly, maybe it's once a week, maybe it's twice a week, whatever, um, that yoga class in person is a Sangha. It's coming together with like-minded individuals and you're being guided by somebody. So the discussion in a yoga class is um, this internal discussion of your own body. Maybe we've got a theme of balance. So we're talking about balance as we come together in this Sangha while you're not in person with other people. Right now we're talking about finding those right associations. The Sangha of the ears with feet community and is something special. We come together in person when we go to see Tori in concert. Some of us are lucky enough to be able to come together in person with that community on a regular basis because maybe we live in a town with those people. Maybe we live close to those people. But that sangha of coming together and because we have this music in common, we're able to go down to a deeper core of connection with each other. We can have these conversations. We can witness each other. We can tell our stories. And I know for me, it was my Ears With Feet community online in a chat group back when we had forums. Now the old, old, old turbid blue forum for those of you that were part of that. I think it was Dusty Rose AZ on that, as I am on many forums, as I am on Reddit. But also, um, I think my name was Thornback Moth for a while. But in any case, it was just a forum of sharing, and I just felt compelled to share the story of my own um, essay and how freeing that was. And it changed me from telling the story of like a Frank story, oh, this happened to being able to reach out to people, to being able to step on that healing path. So it's in community that we heal. So today's assignment, today's energy is, where's that community for you? Where can you cultivate and come into that community? Maybe it's sending a text message to a couple of your ears with feet. Maybe it's going to a yoga class for those of you that 
um, do yoga, but reaching out to somebody, tell them you love them, tell them you miss them, reach out to your community and share something from your heart. You don't have to share these deep personal stories, but share something from your heart. Our community is the light of hope and we will heal in community. We will heal in our sanghas. We are healing in our sanghas. So again, if you need some assistance, if you're listening to this and you feel like you need to reach out, but you have nobody to reach out to, that you are suffering, you are alone. Again, that number is 1-800-656-HOPE, H-O-P-E, rain, R-A-I-N-N dot org. You can go there. They have a chat. You can also download their app and talk to somebody if you don't want to talk on the phone. There are plenty of people that would love to hold space for you. If we can't hold space for ourselves, get out there, get in community. If you're in bed and like, I can't do this, take that first step reaching out. Once you reach out, you will discover that there is a little bit of a light. So thank you for being with me today. This is a little more of a difficult conversation, but again, there is that light. I'm going to go step into my community right now um, and find that light, um, or at least my community that's going to shine that light back at me because right now I'm just talking to a computer screen and I want those smiling faces um, looking back at me. You can follow me on the socials. I'm Rose Crass on Facebook and on Instagram. The only two places worth following me, really, because other places... Mm, uh, make sure you follow us, Songs of Tori Amos, on Instagram, songsoftoriamos.com. Make sure you sign up to be a Patreon, and I will see you tomorrow. Mwah.
production of the Sideways Society. For more information and links to things mentioned on the show, please visit us online at songsoftoriamus.com. Yes, I know what you think of me.
You never shut up.